Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and my guest today is Nero Knox. Nero, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Hi, nice to meet you. This is going to be a great episode. I have already, I've laughed, I've cried, I've done everything, all the emotions already before the, we even hit the record button. So Nero, you and I were meeting at a networking event. How would you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm uh, well, uh, based in London. I'm uh, 41 years old. Uh, I, my background was IT for years and years. And about seven years ago, having my own business uh, and had the need for marketing, uh, and had been disappointed by a lot of marketing agencies, started digging into the wonderful and exciting world of marketing, I have to say. And uh, I just kind of followed the rabbit hole, to be honest. I got to amazing places combined with my uh, technological edge that kind of gave me an advantage. So today, uh, I actually help other companies achieve uh get them to a point where, uh, where, where I got to, where, where, where it was technology was doing the job for me and leads were coming in. And my specialty is uh, data science, data scraping, uh, and then also creating structures. Uh, I specialize in delivery. So email deliverability is a huge problem these days. A lot yeah, of people sure. just land in the spam. They have no way of measuring that. Uh, I provide solutions and tools for all that stuff. I'm also launching a SaaS soon, which is going to be called, I'm pretty sure it's going to be called Leadtron, which we, which is a, a, a platform where you can scrape data without having to know anything about how all this stuff behind me works, which is not a backdrop, by the way. So <laughs> it's the I'm real thing. Data center. I got two of them downstairs as well. And, you know, um, uh, I'm kind of like a you know a marketing guy that originally came from the tech space, mainly in security and stuff like that. My passion is to write algorithms to circumvent systems. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's in a nutshell, I, I guess. But you know, we can talk about anything, so I can blab for hours, I guess. So, one thing that I know my listeners will be interested in is that let's, let's kind of walk through childhood time a little bit, like where you lived. And I'd love the way you described that. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> when people ask me where I'm from, cause of my accent, I guess, and, and whatnot. And I was born in Israel, uh, home of the system circumventors <laughs> and, uh, uh, not particularly a religious person. I believe that Judaism is actually a business plan rather than a religion. It's just like a cool club. It's good for business, you know? So to the right people will say, yeah, I'm a Jew, yeah, <laughs> but it's nothing to me. Uh, sorry, Rabbi, if you're watching that. Uh, and um, so when I was two years old, we moved though, because my dad got a job in Nigeria. So I actually grew up in, uh, in Ibadan, which is about an hour and, and a bit from uh, Lagos. That is... Uh, uh, it's literally a part of the jungle there. There was only like 30 families or even less. Uh, so, you know, I went to school there. It was like three, four kids in a class. It was just like a very, very close community. The area was a bit dangerous there in the 80s. Probably still is. And uh, I only went back to Israel when I was 11. And I never really kind of fit, you know. I never really 
Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that I grew up in Nigeria. I think it's just to do with the fact with that I had the opportunity to explore a lot by myself uh, because of my parents. Uh, obviously, that had something to do maybe because, you know, there's not a lot of mainstream there to follow. So you kind of discover stuff. Right. Uh, you know, we'd go to the market and, you know, I'm talking about culture, you know, music and mainstream stuff. Is I think... I think I'm the last guy in the world that heard uh, a Beastie Boys album, you know, like everything gets there like seven years after it's released. So it's like, but yeah, I remember my dad got me a Beastie Boys album. Uh, and so when I was 11, got back, uh, got back uh, there, never really felt that this is where I'm going to end my life at, you know, I always had that kind of feeling. And when I was 24, uh, that was 17 years ago, just revealed my age again. Uh, I moved here, you know, to London and I've been here since. So that's kind of, um, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, my path was very windy windy, you know, I did the barman thing and then I got back into IT work and I hated that I went back to be a barman. Then I did, a, uh, had a musical career, was a professional guitarist for theaters, whatnot, had my own band, functions, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, about, uh, uh, nine years ago, I had a, an IT company and then I pivoted to something else. I had an Instagram marketing agency and that's when that moment came when I needed marketing. I had a, a really good system that people could just go on the website and pay and everything was automated, but I had no idea how to get people to go on the website. Uh, and, you know, I learned a lot about prospecting an audience mm. properly, like actually deciding, uh, you know, why that audience just because it makes sense to me maybe you know there's a lot you know and that's the beginning of the funnel even before the beginning of the funnel that's where already a lot of people make mistakes right uh where i'm gonna source them out i got into scraping like i said so shall i scrape instagram shall i scrape facebook shall i scrape i don't know linkedin shall i scrape yellow pages from looking for businesses google maps what, what not so i kind of look at the internet as my own little playground uh, my own actually database really it's just a database it really depends how you look at it right everything's a database uh, uh, so you know I started testing and and uh, experimenting with algorithms and nowadays so if we jump to the present uh, what I do is I develop uh, tools and algorithms for marketing some of them I kind of uh, license out to other marketers and I think the SaaS is going to be huge because that's going to open the door. You know, a lot of traditional marketers these days are really good and impressive and intelligent, but they lack the years of experience that I don't think, I think most people with my, my IT experience just stay on that path. You know, right. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's insane. You, you know, they learn all that stuff, firewalls and security and servers and ITIL and all these standards today, you wouldn't go through all that and then go become a marketer. Actually, in the IT world, I, I bet they would probably look at it as a downgrade, you know? Like, you're not a techie guy anymore. You're just a marketing guy or what? I think that just depends on maybe perspective because, I mean... Yeah, I, that's I've why I said I think for, in the tech world, I don't, I don't yeah. look at it like that at all. Right. I think I get the edge, you know? Like, yeah. marketers, marketers... You know, most of them will not understand what TCP/IP is, or well, they might understand, but they they don't know right off the bat, right? 
or how packets work or what happens if a server blocks you how can you still go go in and get the information so um, you've got the best of both worlds i mean you, you have such a, a kind of a dual perspective and and I, I mean i've done this this show for three years and talked to people like i said for you know like i told you offline that people all over the world 25 countries it's amazing. Awesome. I think the best entrepreneurs are those that have a varied background that have that have you, you look at their background and it looks like a bunch of disparate, disconnected things, but it's amazing how it all fits together in kind of a big mosaic. And I, I'm yeah. thinking if you dug deep enough, you could probably find stuff from the time you were tinning bar, you were doing music that actually has some application today. Absolutely. You know, I wrote, I wrote an algorithm that trades uh, Forex markets automatically. Uh, I managed to find a, a, an algorithm that never loses, never loses money. Yeah, it's unheard of. Uh, so if I tell it to people in Wall Street, which I have, because I was trying to raise money, if everyone thought I was a scammer, right? I went to meet with a company, a hedge fund. These guys manage like 100 million or something like that. I don't know. Still not a lot when you think about that kind of world, but still, uh, they you know they met me, they sat down, met me, and the first question that the guy wanted to ask me, because uh, he already saw a demo I recorded, you know, and then we did, the, and the first he said to me, "There's something I've been dying to ask you. I want to know more about your your musical background because I bet that's has it has to do." Uh, he said to me, "I've never seen this approach. It's very, it looks very reckless and risky." But it, it works. I don't understand how it works. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Uh, it was one of the situations that they didn't want to give me any money, but he didn't want me to live <laughs> without doing something with me. And he said, I can't, like my hands are tied because of regulations and this and that. But I don't know, we got to do something, you know. Uh, and I had a couple of more, uh, you know, uh, things that I've done, I think, uh, in marketing that um, you know a lot of people would say maybe that it's uh, a little bit uh, unethical i don't think so myself actually i don't think so but uh you know uh, there's a, one particular story i i said in lectures actually i used to do lectures before covid uh and there's a story that that i love sharing if you want i can share that sure um, this is your space okay so i had uh after I had the IT company, so about six, seven years ago, I started a company called Social Works. Social Works, it's still going on. It's a marketing agency for Instagram. We just added TikTok. Uh, it's one of those uh, algorithms that find the targeted audience and then engages with them, and then they engage and follow you back. So the challenge for me was to get people to use it. And this is about six, seven years ago. That market was hot. Uh, I started doing Facebook advertising, Google ads, and nothing worked, and I was going nuts. So I went on this website called StarNow. StarNow is a UK-based, uh, I think it's an Australian company, actually, yep. but they're huge in the UK. My son-in-law's uh, on it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, you can register as a talent, or you can look for people, or you can put an advert that you're looking for three models, or a musician, or whatnot, or actors. So I put an advert there, which is like, you know, I knew that there's going to be a ton of applications for it. It was a bit too good to be true. It was completely fake, you know, but I just had to do something, right? And I figured that 
my my low hanging fruit, the audience that is more likely to need my service is actors because at that time it's where how many followers you got on Instagram became a factor when people were auditioning for parts. Yeah. It was, you know, people <clears throat> wanted to use someone of influence already before influence marketing was like a thing. So uh, I posted, I, 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 you know, I, I was onto an opportunity. I sensed that I have a huge opportunity here. I posted an ad that we are a production company and one of our clients is a famous band. We can't say who. We're looking for three, three actresses. Uh, uh, and and you know the fees that I put there were insane. It's like you know uh, eight hundred and fifty pounds per day. It's a three days shoot, and you get six grand buyout. So that's something that I know from that kind of auditioning world that they do. Uh, usually, you know. So I had nine hundred and something applications in one day. Now in the application form. I also put, you know, eye color, height, whatnot. So I made it look very real. And I also put, you know, put your Instagram account. So I let everyone kind of wait and forget about it. And I got back to everybody after a week uh, with the same email saying, sorry, we didn't get, we didn't take you. Uh, we, uh, the client actually really wanted you because of your looks. You were actually a good fit but they went on with someone else that had a bigger Instagram presence. So I basically I did that to incept the idea to everyone, which is not a fake idea. That's the true thing. I just kind of brought everyone fast forward to realize that, that they would need that. And then I waited a month. And then after a month, I emailed them from my company, completely unrelated, you know, called Rich. Hi, I saw you on Instagram. I saw that you're an actress, blah, blah, blah would you like to check out our services and i signed up my first 17 customers uh, from that and you know i'll do it again and i'll do it for other people if they need to as well and, that, and when i say i do it again i mean i would think about an idea like that uh, i went to a lot of auditions uh, when i was uh, in music and a lot of them seemed like a waste of time a lot of them seem like they're just collecting information mm -hmm. and that's where i got that idea from I remember once I went to an audition and it was like that. It was like seven grand to play a Van Halen solo in Mexico. You're getting flights, you're getting this. So, you know, you can imagine how many guys showed up. And, and it's not that I think it was fake because I didn't get the job. I know how it works. There's a lot of things to consider. Right. Uh, but I got to say, I kind of knew everyone there in the mm. audition. And no one got the job. Yeah, that that's that's the that's the telltale sign right there. Is that not that you didn't no get it, but job. did anybody get it? Exactly. No, exactly. I you know it's like doing a raffle. You know, win win an iPhone, and then no one gets it. I was like, so, and that happened to me many times because I was known on the on the circle on the circles here. I was an infamous rock guitarist for for a while, and. You know, I would show up to audition sometimes and a few guys on the queue would say, ah, guys, he's here. Let's go home, you know, like that. And I was like, someone's got to get it. No one got it. I was like, hey, man, I want to get the Mexico job. Nobody. So, you know, and that is where I got that, the idea from. Uh, and I thought, you know, I can start thinking about being ethical or whatever. I wasn't hurting anybody. You know, it took everyone literally five minutes, even less, to, to fill out that application. Um, 
and you know, we signed them up. We did really good work for them. We still work with big models. Uh, some of them are huge today. So as I like to think out of the box, I think before we, were, we, we did this, when we were just chatting, I was saying about, you know, for me, the distinction for an entrepreneur, for what they gotta be, is that trailblazing quality. You know, you gotta be able to, you gotta wanna go where there's no path yet. And it's scary and it's not hard. And a lot of the times there's nothing there, but you gotta ask yourself, you know, it's not being done because no one managed to do it or because no one dared. When people say to me, oh, it can't be done. I'm like, let's break that down for a second. What does that mean? It can't be done. It means four people tried and failed. 60 people tried and failed. Maybe only stupid people tried and failed. I don't know. I mean, that might sound horrible for me to say, but look, you got to consider everything, right? Uh, you know, maybe the wrong person tried, you know, maybe, maybe it was over the wrong time. Maybe now we got better technology to try. So I don't like when people tell me it can't be done. It, it almost as if that's kind of the way to the look challenge. into something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I kind of, you know, I, don't know, I kind of had to accept that about myself. I like a good challenge. It's a great feeling when you get it to work, you know. And I, I think the customers that came to me to do campaigns for them, the ones that seemed the most challenging ones that I figured, you know what, I don't know if it's going to work. The ones I was afraid the most, those are the ones that, that work better. I think because I, I, I went. I went to town on it, you know, I was just like, we have to, I have to, if I, if I can't find this solution, no one will. So I, I better justify that when I say that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm very passionate about that stuff, but you know, for me, if any entrepreneurs are, are watching this, so, you know, that's the distinction and you make sure you, you fulfill that distinction every day. You gotta go and work and you gotta go to those places where no one wants to go and you know, gently and 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 safely, but you gotta keep expanding that comfort zone. Otherwise, you know, uh, people think that you're. You know, I was about to say. You know, I, I remember that first interview I saw about Mark Zuckerberg in Simo with a suit in his uh, five-bedroom uh, apartment in Manhattan. You know, uh, no, nobody, nobody, nobody cares. Even nobody saw the his student years. You know. That's for sure. That's it. Yeah, he was eating a lot of ramen noodles, and <laughs> of course, but he didn't mind. He didn't mind. You, I, I give. I, that's the thing. You know, you'd be the happiest person ever to eat uh, food from a tin because yeah. you you go to sleep and you wake up to something that you absolutely love and passionate about. You know, Facebook wouldn't have succeeded if it didn't love it. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't. There were a lot of people trying to do stuff like that, and MySpace was already around. Yeah, MySpace had a lot of money behind it too. Yeah, a lot of backing. So it's interesting to, he to hear your story. I mean, nothing truly, even going back to your time in Nigeria, nothing's wasted because, I mean, you you probably you know call on things in your mind and your heart that you know you experienced as eight years old or fifteen or whatever. But I do want to encourage our our listeners that are that are either listening to this or watching this. Get on YouTube and look up Nero because there's some really cool music videos that are on there because I've spent some time this morning looking at those before we, we jumped on the chat here. So, yeah, oh, I really I this, this kind of I, interview that <laughs> didn't even know who I had asked it to come on the show. Let me get my sunglasses. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's, like a, it's like Spider-Man, you know, it's like you've got two lives. <laughs> no, I think you got more than that. I think you're more like a cat. You may have nine. 
you know, for sure. So, Nero, drill down a little bit, just kind of in the business today. I mean, if there's if there's one or two things that really stand out, I mean, that you think would help people that are further behind you on the journey that, you know, say, this is this is really kind of my vision. This is what drives me, you know, every day I get up. And these are the two or three things that are just in my mind all the time, regardless of the project I'm working on. All right. Take care of yourself before everything else, you know. I gotta say, man, I have I, I still got bad days like everybody, you know. You wake up. And I'd rather talk about that in an interview like this rather than all the shiny stuff and, you know, the success and the money and whatnot. Uh, you know, take care of yourself every, every day. You know, when the, the day starts, it's all about you. It's not about the stuff you got to do and the people you got to promise you do this and that. It's fine. You know, do everything you promise. Be your word, as they say. But uh, you got to take care, good care of yourself, you know. I, that might sound a bit, you know, your body and your, your mind. And it's all, you know, you are the force. Without you, the business is gone. And it, so that's the first thing I would say. And that takes care of those dark mornings. We all have them. And sometimes you go to sleep, you think you're going to have a great day, and it just creeps up on you. You wake up in the morning and you don't want to get out of bed. Uh, make yourself, you know, be unreasonable when you mm. get out of bed. Uh, I don't mean wear a bunny suit. I mean unreasonable in the sense of you don't need a reason. You go out because we we look for a reason to go out of bed. Don't have one. Go out of bed anyway. Before you know it, you you, you don't need a reason. Yeah. So that that's what I mean. Uh, be unreasonable, and that's pretty much everything I I, I do. I'm like, this got to get done. I don't care. I'm like a, like a pit bull on crack. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm just, this is going to get done. I don't care anymore about the reasons. They're not, not the reasons of this and this and that. Uh, you know, so that's one thing. And the other one is, you know, don't be, don't be, be in the moment. Don't be afraid. You know, it's not going to work. It's going to work. Actually, the, I think the hardest thing for human beings to do on this planet is to connect to another person. That is always the, 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 the scariest challenge of all. That's why we got all these keyboard warriors, you know, now, because you can hide behind it. Because when I decided to launch social works and leave my IT company, I had an IT company, I was making, you know, I was making five figures a month. That was pretty good in, in, in pounds sterling. You know, I had a penthouse in uh, Covent Garden, if you know where that is. Yep. Three bedroom penthouse in Covent Garden. That was not cheap, you know, and... And I just decided, I mean, you know, it wasn't one day I felt that feeling for a long time, but I just said, you know what, if I'm going to wait for the time to be right, I'm never going to do it. Mm. And I called up all my clients and I said, guys, I'm shutting it down. I kept two because they were like personal friends and I still, you know, I helped them. But I said, I don't want to do IT no more. No passion. What are you going to do? I don't know, but I know I don't want to do this. And, you know, I started, so I started the social works out of my own uh, need for my band at the time, I said, let's get this band huge. You know, let's get us a million. What if a million people heard my song? One million people. Let's reach out to one million people. You know, and you know, they say for the stars, like I, I got us in like a month, a hundred thousand views with all these robots and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I got a hundred thousand real people to check it out and see it. You know, and that got assigned to a company in, in Paris and, you know, they paid for our next two albums and it was amazing. And on the back of that, 
I was also, you know, I started marketing these two bands. Then I realized bands are broke. It's London, you know, bands are broke here. So I then I pivoted to actors and models. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, this was the biggest business I've had uh, for a long time. Uh, until three years ago, I, I started saying, right, now I got everything I wanted. I realized also that you don't need to have a million bucks to get everything you want. Show me one person who's not going to be happy with a hundred grand in their account right now, even 67 grand. You know what I mean? It bought me the stuff that I wanted, the materialistic stuff. It got me to live where I wanted, all that kind of stuff. And then the next phase came and said, you know, other people, your environment, you know, your environment started connecting. I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. I thought it was in French. Because it sounds, you know, it sounds like I didn't know what it was. Quite ignorant when it comes to that kind of stuff. Ignorant by choice, though, you know. Uh, and and uh, I started saying, you know, like I could take that system. You know, in social books, I had a computer that I would literally just turn the software on every morning, and a hundred leads would funnel in every day. And, you know, one of my mates who worked in uh, construction, actually, uh, he had a joinery and all that kind of stuff, he said to me, you know how much people will pay you for 100 leads a day? And it wasn't that, that the money that got me, but it was the, you know, the fact that he was stressing about the necessity of something like that. And I said, well, it's not going to work for every business because it's different audience, but oh, it's a good place to start. I started connecting with a few businesses. I did a couple of pro bonos just to get it. work, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people were over the moon. You know, people start to call you and call you names like a genius and, you know, stuff like that. And you're like, okay. I mean, you know, for me, this is what I do all the time. So I don't get excited about it. But, and then I started getting really excited. Yeah. It's like a lot of, I don't have kids, but a lot of my friends say that when you have a kid, it allows you to re- ignite your wonder for every little thing in the world because the way they get are excited about a little doll and you know it gets you so for me it was like that you know some business owner that just started honestly i like i don't know how they would have done it without doing it the way that i did it for them okay maybe they would have gone to a traditional marketing agency and get some investment maybe they could have still make it through i'm not saying they wouldn't have but you know, to see someone filled with joy, someone, people sending me messages saying, you know, what you did kickstart my, not the business, but kickstart my, my passion for this business. Mm. Like, I'm, you know, and then you see someone, I feel like they're working for me, even though we're, we're different companies, but it's like almost we're like a mini little team. So right now, for example, I don't take more than three clients at the same time because I want to allow myself to be emotionally invested in what we do. And I, mm-hmm. I say that to every customer, you know, I always say to them, this is, you're not, you're not working in front of me. You're working beside me. We're working together. I am a temporary employee in your company. That's how I'm looking at it. Um, you know, like we're working together. We're a team. Let's get some teamwork done. You know, we do everything team style. Uh, if there's a problem, it's not you against me. It's us together against the problem. Uh, stuff like that, you know, and I work with a lot of, if there's anything, you know, apart from the money, it's the, you know, it's, it's the amazing people that I got to know 
and see. And it kind of helps you get off your high horse as well, because that's dangerous to, uh, place to be in. It's a very. You only got three place. clients, though. You get to you kind of get to pick and choose who you want to work with. I mean, you you certainly can be very selective. Yeah, and it's financially very good as well because you can select uh, uh, quality clientele. But I gotta say, having said that, I do still do uh, once a month. I take a pro bono as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I choose something from the other side of the spectrum. Someone who could definitely make it and all they need is that push from me. I won't take someone and mentor them. You know, I, I need someone that, you know, it's someone that is already there. It's it's like everything else today. And no one wants investors. I don't want to invest in an MPV there. They know there's another guy that already went and did it. And, you know, he's got, he's a single dad and he put everything he had on this. And that's the guy you want to invest in, right? Mm. And it's the same with the music companies. In the eighties, you wrote a good song. You showed it to, at, at, their, at their office plate on acoustic guitar. And they say, here's 80 grand contract for two albums. Now you got to have a million followers until they won't even look at you. And very soon enough, you won't need record labels because the platforms allow you to reach everyone without it, yeah. without distribution, without all sure. that crap. Well, so, you're, you're on the cutting edge, though, of, of on that, you know, the I think the platform itself, I, I think that, that's true in marketing. You know, you're, you're talking about, you know, the, the fact that you can use these platforms, just like music has different platforms to to share, I mean, through digital marketing and, and, yeah. you know, lead generation and what are the spaces that you're working in right now. But, and as you're, as we're wrapping up today, so kind of just tell us, tell us like, as listeners just say, what's one thing that you know now that you wish you would have known when you kind of started your business that you think would have been a game changer for you? I don't think, I don't think, it's so hard to imagine. It reminds me of something that someone asked me the other week. What would you tell, no, what was it? He said, what would you tell if you had a time machine and you could deliver one message to yourself, what would it be? And you know what I said to her? I said, stop worrying all the time. You're going to be, you're going to do, you're going to do just fine. If I do everything with love, yeah, that's 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 the thing that I didn't know that I would I, I thought would would change the at least the experience, but I gotta <laughs> say it wasn't it wasn't a fun journey. Now it's a fun journey. Now I look at a challenge with a blessing, you know. But it wasn't, and I've suffered, and I was the one making myself suffer. So you know, if anyone watching this, don't do this to yourself. It's okay, you know. It's okay to be a Humpty Dumpty all the time, you know. Just put yourself back together and keep going, rolling with the punches. Uh, you know, I thought that, yeah, I was just so, you know, everything would wind me up and I was so, it's just not worth it. You know, you're going to get there at the time you're going to have to get there. So enjoy the ride. What a I way to, to I love it. What a way to wrap it up. I, and it's, just, it's been such a, I knew this ride was going to be a, a little unique and, and like a, a winding river and, <laughs> I, I mean, I love those stories. I, I, I the, the straight lines are are for for engineers. So, man, I'm just uh, I'm glad to uh, just hear your story. Where tell us where the best place people can find you online. So maybe be one of those three a month that you get to work with. LinkedIn, and I got time for everyone. Even if it takes me a little bit to respond, I will talk to anyone. 
about everything. As long as you're a human being, one from our, uh, I don't know about other species, but as long as you, we're the same species, I'll talk to you. We all matter. I care about everyone. I'm not going to be here forever. So, you know, I don't think I'm anything special. And I'm really not. Uh, I'd love to talk to anyone, especially if anyone got inspired by this. You know, I, I know that we'll, we'll connect probably the same way I connected with you, you know. Nero, thank you again for just taking time. And I encourage people to check out the, the music aspect of Nero's history. And, <laughs> and uh, it, it is really, really good. I understand why some people would walk out of line and go back home after they saw him show up. So uh, just really appreciate you taking time to share your story and just really playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Nero, have a great day. My pleasure. You too. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.